0: So what is the personality of the person in front of you, and how do they want you to sell them? That's what we're going over this week on episode 13 of the Why How Yes Sales Podcast. The Why How Yes sales podcast is sponsored in part by Jared James Coaching for Real Estate Agents. If you're a real estate agent listening to this podcast, you probably understand how to sell. You know when you are across a dining room table from a potential customer? That listing is probably going to come your way. The issue is how do you structure your business in order to get to that, time, that dining room table more often. As a former top agent himself, Jared James has the tools to help you create the business that you want to own. They will help you put the systems in place where you can spend more time doing what really matters, which is creating sales. Go to JaredJamesToday.com and set up a time to have a consultation. and From there, they will be able to guide you towards running a business rather than just running around. Hey salespeople, welcome to the why how yes sales podcast where I teach you how to get to the yes the right way. I'm Red Staffstrom, and I'm here to help you fix your broken sales skills. Uh, this is episode 13, and I'm going to be going over personality profiles regarding sales. Um, please, please, please uh be sure to review, subscribe to this podcast um, in order to stay up to date as new episodes air. Um, it really helps the channel out and I really appreciate it. So, again, this is episode 13, whole lucky number 13, and this um, the topic I'm covering today is one of my passions with sales training. Uh, it's one of those topics that I've covered covered a number of times. And once I started to realize uh, the power that was involved in this, it's something that I've really become an advocate for. Um, something that I wholeheartedly believe that you should be looking at and evaluating and know every single time. And this is personality profiles. Now when in sales, I tend to use the DISC personality profile, D-I-S-C. And the reason for that is, generally speaking, the DISC is better for spot reads, to be able able to say that person is a dominance personality or a conscientious personality. Once you see that, it makes the rest of things a lot easier. Um, The Myers-Briggs is excellent as well. I'm not Discrediting that, um, but it's a lot more complicated to spot read a person um, on the Myers Briggs because there's uh, eight different cat. There's four different categories. Basically, true false. Are they introvert extrovert? Uh, trusting, judging, feeling, um, intuitive. All of those things. The Myers-Briggs is great. Um, I highly recommend it if your job is to hire people. Uh, I think it's one of those great tools out there. It helps get you a feeling of how a person responds if you are able to get that. But you could usually get a feel from a conversation after speaking to somebody for 15-20 minutes what disc personality profile they have but with the Myers-brig it's a little more complicated to fit them into one of those 16 different categories um, Just so you guys know on I'm, I'm kind of in the minority when it comes to personality profiles I'm not the usual salesperson um, for regarding the Myers-brig if you're a fan, uh, I am an inTJ which is depending on what, platform you're using either the mastermind the architect it's usually one of those personalities Uh, generally these are the people who fall into that this category Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger think Batman think Walter White these are the people who generally create big elaborate plans and see them through but usually don't do well when the plan, when it doesn't go according to plan. So as you can tell, when, if you're expecting things to go to plan, generally in sales you're going to have a bad time. So I've had to, the reason I'm doing this podcast, and the reason I, quite frankly, know as much as I do—not to sound egotistical, but to sound a little egotistical. The reason I know as much as I do is because I've had to fight so hard against the current of my own personality type. Um, I've had to fight being an INTJ in a field where INTJs typically wouldn't do very well. Um, On the disc side of things, I am a high D personality, which isn't overly out of the realm of possibilities um, D dominant style personalities generally make up about 3% of the population the changes I'm actually an introverted D um, which means I'm less than 20% of the entire population of dominant personalities which makes me about one in 200 uh, for people who have my personality type on the disc. Um, I'm a bit of a rarity, so if you're trying to sell to me, it might be a little bit difficult than most other people because I'm kind of an anomaly. And again, I know how egotistical that is, but statistically, I'm an anomaly. So let's get into the DISC personality profiles and how you should be using them with sales. Now the DISC personality has been around a long time um, and it breaks people down really into four categories. Um, You can say into eight categories if you qualify whether they're introverts or extroverts. Um, Dominance and influence style personalities, DI, um, generally seen depending on what chart you're looking at. Um, generally the way it's laid out is D-I-C-S because the I and the C kind of butt against each other and the D and the S, the dominant and the steady personality, kind of butt up against each other. So with these personality types, um, usually the Ds and the Is, the dominants and the influences, um, 80% of them are generally extroverted they are usually um, the people who enjoy being in large groups, going out, and um, getting out of the house, going to parties. Um, the eyes, the introverts, um, I should say, not the eyes. the introverted personalities generally fall in either the steady or the conscientious uh, personality type, the S and the C. So... There are technically 8 personalities on the disc. There could be an introverted, and extroverted dominant, uh, introverted, extroverted uh, influence, introverted, extroverted steady, um, but for our purposes let's boil it down to 4 so once you recognize these personalities you're going to start to see them everywhere so i'm going to bring up a couple of pop culture references um, for each of these and then i'm going to kind of talk about the way they behave talk about the way they interact um, and go through these things so that you can understand them very easily So the high D personality, the dominant personality, these are um, one of the phrases, the ways I learned it is based on birds. Birds are just an easy way to understand these. Um, And I I even want to, before I even go into that, let me take a step back even further. You can trace the outlines of disc personalities all the way back to ancient Greece. So the ancient Greeks believed in what was called the four humors and the four humors were yellow bile, black bile, blood and phlegm. Now these were the four blue, uh, fluids that you found in a in your body and based on the levels of each of these it dictated the way you behaved. A person who was seen as overly aggressive was seen as having too much blood or not enough if they were not aggressive enough, they didn't have enough blood. Um, And the same with the other personalities. Disc is the modern evolution of that, um, with a lot more research behind it, so don't worry. It's not like we're putting in a dipstick and checking your oil levels. Each of these personality traits can be laid out and be seen in numerous ways. In fact, the reason I like pop culture so much, generally speaking, if you see a show or a comic that has four main characters you generally see these four personalities in each of them and that's why i'm going to sh- like lay these out So back to the D, the dominant personality, these are seen as the eagle personalities. These are the people who are highly driven, highly motivated. Um, They're the ones who are hyper, hyper task oriented, but they are far from the soft and cuddly type. Uh, They are not the ones to tiptoe through the tulips with you. Uh, They are very much go, 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 go. Um, They need enough information to make a decision, but after that, they're just gone. Um, They tend to respond with their gut very quickly. Um, High D personality, Donald Trump is probably the epitome of a high D personality. Um, Very much go, go, go. Very much gut reflexes. Um, That's really how he operates. Now, in popular culture, you can see this a number of ways, and I'm going to use four different shows in order to show you each personality. Um, Me being a child of the late 80s, I'm going to obviously stick to Ninja Turtles, because late 80s, Um, then I'm going to go with Scooby-Doo, Seinfeld, and the Fantastic Four. If you couldn't guess I'm a nerd, you have confirmation here. So the D personalities um, for Ninja Turtles, I want you to think of Raphael. A little hot-headed, a very much, okay, let's go out and beat these guys. Um, just go, go, go. Not re- doesn't always get along well with others. Um, the best way to get to him is to do a task together. On Scooby-Doo, you're going to think of Fred. Fred is the leader of the group, although any of these personalities can be a leader. Um, But he's the one who's, hey, let's go get them, guys. um, He's the one who's generally taking off the mask at the end of the show. He's the one who's doing those things. Elaine and Seinfeld, again, the one who's hyper task oriented, very pushy, very aggressive. Um, I can't even count how many times Elaine has punched Jerry in the shoulder over the course of all those seasons. Um, And then the last one for the D personality with the Fantastic Four is The Thing. Um, The big it's clobbering time rock monster from the Fantastic Four. Again Let's go. Let's beat them. That's the solution. Let's solve things with our fist. Um, I'm not saying every high D personality is like that. I am more of a pacifist high D personality, which I know is a conundrum, but I'm very much a D dominant personality in the sense that I'm hyper task oriented um, and get irritated when people take me off task. The next personality style is the high-I personality, the influence personality. If you're in sales, you're probably an I personality. That's the majority of salespeople that I talk to is the influence style. These are the ones who like to go to bars, who like to party. They're the ones, um, again, to go back to the bird metaphor, the influence style is seen as the parrot. So bright, colorful, and talkative. The issue eyes tend to have is the influence style the i personalities can be distracted pretty easily they're very um they're They don't necessarily need a lot of information the way the D's do, but they're very much go, go, go. They can tend to chase squirrels on occasion, but they're usually the most fun to hang out with at a bar. Um, These are the ones who you could generally see, they'll talk to a bar stool for 20 minutes if they need to. Um, But they're the ones who are motivated by conversation and make excellent salespeople. The issue that they have is when it comes to organizing themselves and needing to put things in their CRM. They're great when they're on the phone but when it comes to the business management side of things generally the eyes lack a little bit. They they tend to chase the squirrels. So back Ninja Turtle, Scooby Doo, etc. Um, for the influence style Michelangelo the party dude um, thinks Shaggy and Scooby for the eye influence style for Scooby Doo. Um, and food motivated isn't always the case, but um, generally think a lot more short-term as opposed to long-term. Kramer, again, high energy, um, wild body gestures. Those are things that you can see in a lot of high-eye um, people. And Human Torch, um, who's in the Fantastic Four, a bit of the Lothario of all of them. So um, you can kind of see all of those traits. The next personality I want to go uh, talk about is the steady personality, the high S personality. Um, These are seen as the doves, the d-o-v-e-s, the doves in terms of the bird spectrum. Um, They're the peacekeepers, these are going to be your office moms, um, the people who help keep the office running smoothly, smooth over a lot of the gossip. Um, This happens a lot with HR managers inside of offices um, because they are so much in tuned with other people's emotions. These tend to be very, very high EQ people um, in the steady personality. Um, I'm not saying there aren't anybody people in sales with S personalities who do very well, but again, generally speaking, when you wanna think stereotypical steady personality. Think of HR office mom kind of people. So back to the Ninja Turtles and this is going to surprise some people. Um, the first one I th- with Ninja Turtles is Leonardo. Now most people think of Leonardo as the leader of the group and most people put him in the dominant personality. But what he's really about in this show is is about keeping everybody together. Um, He's the one who is trying to slow Raphael, the high D personality, down. And you can see the way that Leonardo and Raphael kind of butt heads with one another. Because of um, their different personalities, Raphael is go, go, go. Leonardo is very much, okay, let's make a plan. Let's figure this out one step at a time. Um, On Scooby-Doo, Daphne. Um, And the reason I like Daphne, too, is While I talk about on Ninja Turtles the D and the S can butt heads, the D and the S also do very well as relationship partners, as a married couple. Because the weaknesses that a D has, namely being an elephant and trouncing throughout the room, can get softened by an S personality. My wife is a high S mom personality, and we work very well together for that reason. So I wanted to show you that these personalities can both butt up against each other um, when they're diagonal from one another on that grid, or they can be ultra highly compatible. There's not necessarily a specific rule of thumb. Um, Jerry is the high S personality. He isn't. One way or the other, he's kind of the one who brings all the Seinfeld characters together. Um, And then Sue Storm, same thing. She's the one who keeps the family of the Fantastic Four together, too. The C uh, personality is the conscientious personality. These are generally the researchers. These are the accountants. These are the people who need things to be perfect. They're ultra-detail-oriented as opposed to task-oriented. They can butt up against the high-I personalities. Because the high I personality doesn't have the structure that the high C does, um, so make sure when you're talking to somebody who's diagonal from you that you're talking to them in a way that you're ex- like you're glorifying their strengths, that you're talking about how you can help them and the way you can crop them up, as opposed to focusing on the differences that you have. Um, differences are a great thing when you have a mutual goal together. So back to pop culture, um, Donatello. Is the conscientious type he's he does machines he's the one who generally um, focuses in and builds everything he's the one who's going to lock himself in the room and study technical manuals Um, these are again the engineers the accountants Velma the bookworm Um, George who now I know many of you think like George doesn't really fit but you think about how hard George works to get things perfect, how much George schemes and tries to put things in place along um, and focuses on minute, minute details and stresses about those in terms of the way he was portrayed on the show. That is the sign of the high C, the conscientious personality. And then Reed Richards on the Fantastic Four, again, he's one of the most brilliant minds in the Marvel Universe. Obviously, he's going to probably rank in in the high C because of his studious nature. So now now that you know these types, the key is how do you identify and how do you talk to them? So the high D personality, again, is going to be that elephant in the room. They're going to be the one to bulldoze things. Let them. Let them feel like they are leading the conversation. Um, One of the best tools when you're working with a high D personality is labeling, and mirroring. Um, Now, if you haven't read, I I highly recommend it, Chris Voss of His book, Never Split the Difference. Um, He goes into these two different skills very in-depth, but the idea when you're talking to a high D is... Let them lead the conversation. Um, direct them. Um, kinda use this jiu-jitsu where you're just redirecting their efforts. Um, repeat the last couple of words they say. So if they say, well, I think I have some hesitations about this project. Okay, so what about this project is giving you hesitations? That's perfectly fine. Get them to expound and talk about it and then we talk about how we can fix those things. The high eye personality, they just want to be your friend. They want that emotional connection. Um, the idea with them is they tend to be very emotional, and I don't mean emotional in the sense of high highs, low lows. I mean emotional in terms of they need that intimacy. So work with them in order to name the emotions, label the emotions, label what they're going through, and then Keep them focused. Um, be friendly, but keep them on task. The steady personality, the high S personality, they want everybody to get along. So be that person. Make things easy. Talk in, again, to go with uh, Chris Voss's Never Split the Difference book. Use the late night FM DJ voice talk very calmly, um, don't have these wild emotional highs and lows with them. Whereas the I, you can do that. The the I likes to get that response. The I is that class clown personality who wants you to laugh at them. The S wants things to be status quo. They're the steady um, personality. And the high C personality, they're the ones who are going to want the details. um, Or they're going to want to expound on the details the best key with the high c's is to appeal to the neocortex to appeal to their rational brain as often as possible whereas the d's the i's the um, s's for them, you generally want to focus more and more on the amygdala and the limbic system, on the emotional centers. The Cs are the ones that you can sway with logic. They're going to be the ones who want to know where every bolt and screw is and why did you use a Phillips head here instead of a flat head. Um, they're going to want to know all of those things. So. Just be logical, talk about the way things work, ask them how questions and allow them to expound on what they want and what they're looking for and you'll generally win them over. So I hope this helps. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. Um, Again, dominant, influence, steady, conscientious. Make sure you're on the lookout for all of these personalities, Um, especially if you're watching TV. Um, Don't be afraid to drop in the comments some of the high D's, I's, S's, C's that you know of or that you're thinking of um, that you spot in real life. I'd love to hear from you. Um, So once again, this has been episode 13 of the Why Why How Yes Sales Podcast. Be sure to to rate, review, subscribe. Um, it really helps the channel out. Um, once again, this has been Red Staff Drum, and I will see you next time, where I will continue to help you fix your broken sales skills. The Why How Yes sales podcast is also sponsored by the Georgia Media CRM. Only 12% of all real estate leads are reached out to more than three times. This means that almost 90% of all agents are throwing away thousands of dollars worth of lead generation marketing every year simply by not keeping in touch with the prospects that they already paid for. With drip campaigns that are written by one of the nation's top coaching companies, you'll be able to automate keeping potential clients in front of you for well over a year. The Jarja Media CRM will make sure that you are not leaving any meat on the bone and that the leads you are already paying for are actually turning into customers. Schedule a demo online at jarjamedia.com CRM.